Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! Three dudes with a view. I hope everyone had a happy new year. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Uh, dude number two, Clayton Harris, is he had he got caught up in this south southwest disaster. He uh, he had a son who uh, flew somewhere to visit his grandparents, I think, and uh, the plane got delayed, and Clayton had to go pick up his son at the Nashville airport about two or three o'clock yeah. this morning something city, like that city got home around three thirty. got finally got to sleep a little bit after that and so uh, uh i'm glad he, i'm glad everybody got home safely that's uh that's the most important thing and uh we'll let him get his well i would say beauty sleep but i don't know if for clayton that that's going to work but anyway back to back to the real stuff <laughs> right oh um and uh, dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is in transit from Louisiana, where all of his family lives and where he likes to spend the holidays. And so we expect to have him tomorrow and hope he had a, a great time with his family in Louisiana. Uh, so that leaves us with a couple of special guests, regular special guest dude on Tuesday. Ron Hart, you out there? I'm here. Good morning. All right. And Coach Mike Lyle, who's on the board, usually is a silent partner, but uh, he's going to fill in for dudes one and two today. (laughs) (laughs) I will try. At least least I'll make noise on the microphone, all right? (laughs) All right. All right. (laughs) Folks, this right. I want to get to your column. First of all, though, in the news, what's this uh, fellow who played for the Buffalo Bills, uh, DeMar? DeMar? Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin. I'm assuming he's playing for the Bills. He's a young yeah. man in good health. He's 20, 24 years old. Uh, he's in his second year with the NFL. Uh, came from Pittsburgh University. Um, it was weird last night. Uh, he made a tackle. Uh, looked like a normal tackle. Didn't seem like a bit very big hit. Got right up right after the uh right after the play was over got up took about a half a step and then just fell over backwards in a collapse and then uh everything broke loose from there um uh the the latest information that's been put out was put out about twelve thirty this morning and uh that uh he had the the nfl confirmed that he had he had suffered a heart attack or a, a cardiac arrest on the field and the uh, training staff for both teams and the independent staffs, medical staffs that are provided uh, there, uh, were able to get his heartbeat uh, back. Uh, 
and then they transported him to the to Cincinnati uh, hospital where he has been sedated and is still in critical condition and they're awaiting further further developments and tests at that point uh, that's all we've been told at this point okay well and uh, there is uh the word out there that he got his uh covid booster one week ago today and this is following numerous numerous news stories uh from around the world about uh healthy people usually male uh who get a covid booster and then just either drop dead or have a heart attack and uh it's it's very persuasive pervasive yeah. it's out there now uh, this is this is the first I've heard about anything about a covid booster being involved in in this and stuff um, well we don't know that yeah. covid boosters involved with the the news says that he got one a week ago today mm-hmm. the day after christmas and uh so a week ago yesterday actually so uh, the the one thing I can say from coaching experience, it and does not. A, and yeah. I'm I'm also told it was a mandated COVID booster. I guess by the NFL or his team. I don't yeah. know. Uh, it was the the from my experience. I'll put it this way: in watching the game, it was not a hit related or not a contact related injury. Right. So, uh, you know, that's that's you know, I guess that's neither here nor there right now. Everything is. Uh, that the, everything about that game has been suspended until further notice. Uh, of course, they're going to wait until they find out more about Demar's condition uh, before they're uh, going to say, you know, before they're going to redo anything, reset the game, and all that stuff. Okay, folks, and for for those of you who want to know more about this and the COVID booster, you can get on Twitter and go look for a hashtag died suddenly. That's one word. Hashtag died suddenly. Uh, now, you better you better believe that uh, uh, Dr. Fauci, the National Institutes of Health, the White House, all the big pharma companies that made this stuff are going to deny like crazy that these COVID boosters have got anything to do with uh, people suddenly having heart attacks or dying of heart attacks. Although it is apparently happening worldwide in unprecedented numbers and way outside the average for young healthy men such as Demar, 24 years old and if nfl football player i mean who ever heard of a young man like that just having a heart up and having a heart attack i mean well there there are conditions or situations um i i know of a few situations where uh they find i found out later that uh, the the player had an enlarged heart or something like that that oh, was hard know. to tell in yeah, the physicals I mean, and stuff like that. that occasionally, but so there's no telling what really happened or what really caused all this, and and really out of out of respect for the uh, for the family and for the players, uh, his teammates, uh, for Demar himself. I'm you know I'm a little leery about uh, speculating on causes until they have a chance to actually you know get him stabilized, get him uh, you know back to back to where everybody can kind of relax a little bit about him and then they can go back in and look and and, and see what happened with this uh uh as a coach i have i've been involved with uh nearly losing players uh two i had three situations two of them were off the field one you know car wrecks and and stuff like that and uh, one i had a young man that uh we found out after he got to the hospital we thought he had got the air knocked out of him he couldn't he never could get his air back couldn't get his air back 
they they transported him. They found out uh, later that he had ruptured his spleen in the con- in the hit in, in the game, and that they were able to get him stabilized and put him back. You know, of course, uh, you know, and, and that young man had had several. He had a long history of of, hist- of, of health situations, so it was you well, know we, we mean, determined an awful lot of things. But it's of course our it's, it's it's scary. It is it's downright scary. terrifying when you see a young man uh, that young, that healthy, go down um, and have to do those things on the field uh, to to save his life. Actually, yeah, and I mean, uh, and of course, of course, our heart, heart thoughts and prayers go out for. Um, for Denmar and his family. Uh, but nevertheless, I mean, here's another story right here. ABC News this week, um, he's a he's the executive producer for George Stephanopoulos' show. Of course, you know he's had the heck vaccinated out of him. Uh, and uh, he just dropped dead at age 37, otherwise perfectly healthy last week. Uh, there's also uh, a number of news stories about how coroners around the country are finding uh, – these fibrous blockages in the veins and arteries of people fibrous blockages that they had never seen the likes of which they had never seen before in their careers i mean coroners do find blockages but they're describing these fibrous blockages that they say they had never seen before until covid shots came along uh and uh that's 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 just out there, and it's a fact. Uh, this this is a major scandal brewing, and it's one that the establishment in this country, uh, the medical establishment, <laughs> the White House, and the rest of them will vigorously oppose, I'm sure. Ron Hart, wait, wait, wait let's, let's see what's going on with Ron Hart this morning. Yeah, I think I, there's probably, they need to look at a, a clear-eyed look at that. I, I don't know if it's anecdotal or whatever. I know long COVID I know since I've gotten shots uh, there's been some issues I mean you wonder a healthy person doesn't I think the conclusion from COVID is that if you're healthy you didn't need to do anything and the government overreacted there they'll never admit it because you got three things working one the government who never admits they're wrong two you got big pharma which is a very powerful source of don- donating to Democrats and Republicans uh, who you know Pfizer at, at, you know, at all that, that had these shots and two, you have medicine, of which my daughter's involved with, which is a left-wing, pretty much academic-driven uh, institution that that thinks they can, you know, central command and control healthcare. They still believe in that, and um, so I, I think those three things at work will be hard. You know, of course, Twitter and Facebook, and you know, they put down any any anti-vax ads on Facebook, and they'll, they'll give you context if you say you forward anything against climate change or vaccinations on Facebook, Twitter. I guess to some degree, Google, I'm sure, affects the, the, the searches uh, for their agenda. So people just aren't getting the straight information. Uh, again, I'm, I'm hesitant to say anecdotally that one death or you know occasional death here and there is is, is, is attributed to anti-vax. But I would like an independent, honest look at it. You look at a Ro- Dr. Robert Malone, who was one of the ones who came out. He's one of the probably the most credentialed uh, uh, vaccine vaccine people in the world. Who was on the Joe Rogan show with all that uproar that kind of put him on the map? But just he, he took a different view of it. He understands the power of big pharma, the, what Fauci was doing in terms of taking stock and had this you know go along to get along boards he had that were like minded. 
group think who did what they did. And uh, I, I, you know, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist here. I just, I would just like an honest look at it. Until you start giving people an honest look at things, they're going to doubt what you say. That is exactly right, Ron. And and here, further example: former Jacksonville Jaguars player. Uche Nawand, is that how I'm pronouncing that right? Uh, I think so. Uh, Drop dead of a heart attack at 38. Um, The uh, J.J. Watts plays for the Texans, takes early retirement because of a rivetum. Both uh, vaccinated. Um, And and they're, you know, you can get on the internet and see hundreds, thousands of examples. It's certainly enough to raise suspicion. And um, Ron's right. I, I doubt we'll get honest answers, which will raise even more suspicions. Right. You have third-party people out there who can do research and get funding and, and do some research. There aren't way right-wing conspiracies. That's the problem. You get some of these way out there right-wing people that, that, cause, that cause people to dismiss anyone who's in the middle of reasonable. But, but a, a cold, clear-eyed, detached look at what happened here. And if, is there any long-term problems with the heart, you know, for taking this, these vaccines, et cetera? Uh, yeah, I guess you look at previous season, how many people dro- dropped dead of heart attacks in previous seasons in football. It's going to happen. It's a dangerous, very violent sport, no doubt about it. And and uh, there could be other factors with it. You know, back in the day, cocaine was a big factor. Pete Maravich and some of these fast, you know, going guys and this pro sports did a lot of cocaine. Their heart valves weakened. So that, you know, we know that for sure. But today, I don't know what it is causing these people to, you know, maybe it's, maybe, maybe it's uh, statistically significant, maybe it's not. Well, you know, uh, I'm my own doctor. Now, people don't, don't take medical advice from me based on what I perceive my doctor said. Go talk to your own doctor. <laughs> but uh, my own doctor said that the strain of uh, COVID going around now is is pretty harmless and don't worry about taking the shot but take it if you want to he said uh this certainly tips the balance for me i mean hearing all these stories i say i believe i'll pass on the shot uh and yeah just go ahead well, it's funny this weekend you know, you know Delk, you know heather but her daughter came in from new haven so she just had covid a year ago everybody would have run for their bedrooms and hidden from her and we just hung around her and no one got covid i mean she had been tested positive for COVID four days before, which, you know, in the past, and no one got it. Yeah. No one I, was really scared of it. Ron, I think so what's going on around here is people aren't even going to the doctor anymore getting tested. You know, it's more like a cold or what have you, and they're feeling puny for a day or two, and then back they go and don't even bother getting tested. Well, what, what do you think it is? It's still COVID, right? So what we were so fearful of, you know, two years ago, and locking down and doing all these draconian measures in different states is is it somewhere it's like a common cold that people aren't afraid of anymore or has the as this as the virus weakened over time and then just natural herd immunity and natural immunity that we've grown i think all yeah all the above ron let's take a break and come back on the other side Parks 
Motor Sales is our area's premier GMC dealership. Their lot at 919 Nashville Highway has an impressive selection of GMC vehicles, trucks from the light-duty GMC Canyon to the Sierra 3500 Heavy Duty, and everything in between. GMC's SUVs are impressive with the Terrain, Acadia, and Yukon. Want luxury? Ask about Denali upgrades. Go to ParksMotorsales.com for information and see their awesome offers and services. Parks Motor Sales, GMC. We are professional grade. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. A while back, I told you a story about Packer, our mascot, that Don found in the garbage truck after someone had thrown her out. Well, since then, I've been asked several times about Packer. Is she a dog or is she a cat? I guess I never thought to say, but she's a pit bull mix. And you can see a picture of her sitting in the driver's seat of Don's service truck on our website, garbagemaninc.com. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I am a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, MimsModernLandscape.com. That's MimsModernLandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Is your family looking for a new primary health care provider, or did you wake up feeling poorly? Give Northside Medical Professionals a call. We also have facial gift cards available for Christmas gifts. We have two Columbia locations to serve you on Nashville Highway and Trotwood Avenue. We have same-day walk-in spots available, and we are taking new patients. Our caring staff is ready to help you with all your health care needs. 
Call 540-4210 or visit northsidemedicalprofessionals.com today. back three dudes with a view first show after the new year of first show of 2023 my name is del kennedy i'm dude number three dude number two clayton harris uh got in about 4 30 this morning after picking up a child at the airport so he'll be with us tomorrow dude number one mr jim york is uh in transit from louisiana where he spent christmas and new year with friends and family and he'll be back with us tomorrow Today, it's myself, Del Kennedy, dude number three, Ron Hart, regular Tuesday special guest dude. How you doing? Good morning. And special guest, uh, Coach Mike Lyle, who's usually on the board here, but uh, today he's got a speaking role. How you doing, Mike? Good morning, everybody. All right. Uh, folks, Ron's column, many of you don't know, Ron grew up here in Columbia, Tennessee. Uh, went out into the wide, wide world, found fame and fortune, and he writes a column that's in about 60 platforms around the world each week, newspapers, uh, websites, that kind of thing. And he's written his annual year-end piece called uh, The Annual Look Back at 2022, The Nacho Year. Okay. Nacho Year. <laughs> what, what do you mean by Nacho Year, Ron? Not your year. <laughs> okay. Bad year. Bad, bad year. All right. Not your year. Not your year. I don't know. Maybe it failed. All right. Maybe you write about uh, many things to reminisce about during 2022. <clears throat> Life in Atlanta seems to take the lead here. <laughs> What's going on there? Well, you know, I moved from Atlanta to Chattanooga, back to Tennessee, upon uh, retirement, and just got robbed three times. A car broken into three times in Atlanta. And I make fun of Atlanta basically by saying they have a new, they have a new, um, uh, I pitched a new Survivor show, a Survivor Atlanta, where they you have to get from the Apple store in Lenox Mall to your car with the Apple bag without getting killed. <laughs> yeah. Poor so uh, that's going to be Survivor Atlanta. It could be pretty good. Um, it was so cold, you know, getting that cold snap that we had a couple of weeks ago it was so cold in Atlanta that, uh, that it delayed over a hundred murders. So <laughs> there you go. Yes, sir. Get cold, get safe. <laughs> yes, uh, sir. Atlanta really is. I mean, all you can do is either laugh or cry. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. And it's, it's worse than they're telling you too. they're tamping down a lot of the numbers. Uh, I think I told the story before, but I did stand up at the punchline. They caught a guy breaking in my car, on the security camera, the Punchline Comedy Store, Buckhead, and got a pretty clear shot of him breaking in there. He had a, he had a, he'd done it so often. He had a, I drive a Yukon. He breaks the window with a bat, or you know, and then has a, a piece of wood like a two by six on his stomach. He knows it'll be sharp glass. He leans in, grabs my backpack and some things. And yeah, I'm a dummy for leaving it in there, I guess. But he grabs my backpack and a few things on the camera. Goes writes himself a check. The next day, uh, I got my checkbook out of there, which is in my backpack. His name clearly written on there. His real name. His real name, fully written on there. I, I, I Google him. He's got more Twitter followers than I have. 
<laughs> and his, his full name on there. Tries to cash it at a wig shop. Wig shop. And then, uh, so I get this canceled check back video. I go to, to Atlanta police. I said, here's what got here. Boom, boom, like this. And the guy goes, well, you know, the security video, that's, it's good, but you know, it's just not, you know, I don't know if we can identify him in the lineup with that. And the check fraud, that's a federal crime. That's a banking crime. You need to go somewhere else with that. Oh, God. And I told the guys, are you kidding me? I said, are you, you know, my dad was a policeman. And I, I said, you know what this is about? This is a guy's name that broke in the car. And, you know, and you go on Twitter, he's got his gang, you know, got his hand up with the gangs, you know. So you're just, and I asked the cop, I said, do you remember the day that you stopped caring? I mean, this is this is really sad that you don't, that you won't go after this guy because he's going to go do it again and again and again, and you have you have a good chance to go at least arrest him, roughly him up a little bit, <laughs> take him downtown for a minute. I mean, you know, right now that these guys are running the city, they're absolutely running the city, and they're running bucket. You know, they know where the money is. Willie, I don't say, why asked this bank robber in the twenties why did he rob banks? He said that's because of where the money is. Yeah, and to be clear though. Uh, the crime no longer is just in the high crime areas in Atlanta. It's everywhere. Yeah, really buckheads. If they just when the police stand down, the Rayshard Brooks thing, I think what happened there when the mayor didn't back down. I don't know if you saw the Wendy's. This guy was a felon. They, the two cops pull him over. He's couldn't have been. The cops could not have been nicer to Rayshard Brooks. Could not have been nicer to him. Ask him this. He grabs her gun and runs. Grabs a taser and runs or something, and they shoot him. He, and he's he's out, he's a felon out on uh, COVID release or something from the from this dysfunctional Fulton County jail system, and they shoot him. And if you look at the tapes, Google it. I mean, the cops could not have been more respectful, nice this guy, and they they feared for their life. And they shot him, and that and he became a martyr. And and this is not your martyrs. This should, guy guy should not be a role model. But every when the mayor didn't back. Uh, the, the police there, the police said, the heck with it. You know, I, there's some logic in that. Well, I, well, I don't want to come around the corner with a gun and make split-second decisions where, you know, the, 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 I'm not backed by the um, – and the Fulton County prosecutor at the time, Paul Howard, had argued the week before that tasers were a deadly weapon in court on the court record. Had argued the, day, the week before the court that tasers were a deadly weapon, then got in the podium in a very political way and said that tasers not a deadly weapon. So he's and he got voted out. Thank goodness. Uh, with in a basically equally funded Soros, you know, DA. And this student Soros is pretty smart with this, and I think Republicans need to rethink it. This DA position, or any sheriff in any town, but the district attorney in any town is a very powerful person. Correct. His election can be won with just a couple hundred thousand dollars. It's not a big election in a lot of these towns. So if you control the the DA. You see what's happening in Washington, D.C. with Trump being impeached every week and how they control the, the Washington, D.C. grand juries. If you control the grand jury, you can have your way with it. You can go after your enemies unevenly. You cannot go after your friends. And it's a very powerful position. Same reason Sam Bankman freed the cryptocurrency guy kept giving money to Democrats. He's buying, buying cover, you know, the Hunter uh, Biden type of cover. And, Ron, I've, I've been there, you know, in the worked in the criminal justice system all those years. And when you get into places like Atlanta and other places, uh, instead of the guy who broke in your car, 
uh, instead of instead of you being the victim, they see him as the victim, uh, right. and so it's it's worse even than you think. It's not when did uh, when did you lose your enthusiasm for the job? Uh, most of these folks who get into these positions in law enforcement in these cities and places like that never had any enthusiasm. Uh, they they see their job as to right the wrongs that they perceive have been done, and that does not involve prosecuting criminals. That involves trying to help them out. So, and, you, I mean, and, you, and, the, and the end result is, and of course, the Democrats won Georgia. So they run, they run a lot of Republicans out of the state. It's become a purple to blue state currently, and so they will. They're, what they've done in Georgia has really worked for them politically, right? So you have these DAs that are, un, you know, completely unresponsive to the the tax paying, hardworking Republican part of the community, and with deference toward criminals and the and the left wing of the party. You know, they also, you know, they went after Trump. Uh, the the uh, uh, Fulton County Attorney General went after Trump on that election thing where he called up the Rathenberger. They put more effort on that than they do on a gang murder. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and we're seeing that on the January 6th thing. I mean, right. clearly, clearly, I mean, I knew it, but it's on full display uh, in the January 6th thing where they prosecuted some 800, uh, basically on misdemeanors. They've they've made martyrs out of them uh they have definitely persecuted them rather than prosecuted them yeah and you see all the billboards remember after january 6th do you know anybody who's at the january 6th riots or whatever they called them uh they, they, they spend money the fbi spent money on billboards off of the south and i took it personally because it was always where i lived yeah <laughs> and but they they don't spend money on that like like a murder or, or the idaho you know these idaho kids get murdered they're not putting billboards up for those four kids where there's four murders i mean no, you know and they, no, you don't, but, we don't know who, we, we know everybody's at january 6th riot and we don't know anybody who's from epstein island the democrats who went down there and we don't know anybody who uh who rioted, burned, looted, killed, raped, assaulted in Seattle and Portland? Don't know anybody. On BLM, yeah, on BLM yeah. rights. So it's uh, just way and, and, and they clear, really need to clearly, the FBI. In clearly, DC. the FBI to, has the resources to find out. They just don't want to. They don't want to. I mean, they're, they're trying to please the Biden administration and the deep state, which in, in Washington D.C. is ninety-five percent Democrat. They're an entrenched bureaucracy. It feeds on themselves. That's when they need to do every. Every agency in D.C. needs to be decentralized. Put farming, put the, put the farmer, uh, the the agriculture department in Nebraska. I don't care. Put it in you know Texas. Put you know, this decentralized. Put the FBI only in you know regional offices and in, in where they operate, not in D.C. I would favor moving the nation's capital to Topeka. <laughs> yeah, I would say a little different. Man. Certainly, lower our cost of real estate for those, the workers there. Well, those swamp dwellers—they they believe in that city of Washington so much, and that stilted lifestyle they have there. It truly is like the capital in the Hunger Games, where they dress in funny outfits and have funny, uh, stilted ways of speech. And, and yeah, uh, and you, you look at right. what happened to the Capitol riots. We spent a trillion dollars a year on defense. And these Don't, Keystone cops couldn't keep the, the you know group from Duck Dynasty yep. from, from going in the Capitol. What, what did Topeka ever do to you to punish them like that? <laughs> uh, <nothing>. <laughs> <laughs> Just take every every agency. I mean, I mean but look, look those people would move to Topeka, so well, that way we would yeah. drain the swamp. <laughs> look, look how, de, de, how how ineffective Buttigieg is. This gay guy is the mayor of, of uh, South Bend, Indiana. Got appointed this token appointment where he's on vacation half the year. The transportation sector, the plane, the airplanes aren't flying properly. The they almost shut down the whole transportation department, reached the railroads. I mean, it's, it's a dysfunctional mess because your wokeism 
makes you want to put somebody in charge of things that, that doesn't merit being in charge of anything. You're just trying to check a box on wokeism. Same thing with this Brinkman guy, the crossdresser, in charge of nuclear waste. I mean, if you're going to do tokenism, <laughs> just put him in charge of something that doesn't matter. Uh, don't don't put him in something important. Did you see the headline over the weekend? Uh, first uh, trans woman ever executed for murder. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it was the lead into your show. Yeah, and, and what happened was they were on death row, and, he, and, the, and the government paid for why why he she was in prison for the tra- for the uh, for the uh, transition. The government paid for this transition to this person, and murdered them down the road. This is Missouri, and they murdered them down the road. Now, California, several times, transgender people go into prison, and then they, they, the government pays for a transgender surgery. One got you know went from a man, man to a woman. And, you know, and then went, of course, you go to women's prison then. It's got to be a little easier gig. And then you go back, and then he, he ended up going back to being a man. So that's that's why I don't throw any clothes, Del. I keep all my old clothes. <laughs> yeah, but now aren't they, uh, it sounds like they're getting ready to say that he's mentally unstable because he can't figure out what he is. And therefore, he should not be executed or, or whatever. Uh, that, that's a last-minute thing. I think the execution is supposed to happen uh, later this month. But, uh yeah, it was it was a weird story that you know. Uh, well, you can't say you know if you can't be a champion of transgender, LBQT, and all this stuff, and say they're also mentally ill, right? So they're they're they're, they're an aggrieved minority. They're not a mentally ill group of people. They're you know so you can have it both ways. It's like, yeah, I agree. I agree with too. you, but that sounds like what to me. That's that's what they're. It sounds like they're trying to set up because uh, they've already said something about his his background being unstable and, and, and stuff like that. Of course, most criminals, their backgrounds are somewhat unstable. That's kind of where they, why they ended up the way they did. Yeah. And, you know, in, Cal- in California, the one time that this is a big pro-choice state, you know, way out there pro-choice, there was a woman murdered by someone who had a baby in her stomach, and she was murdered. They charged her double homicide. So that's another, you know, intellectual dishonest thing that California did. So if it's not life yet, then you can't charge it with a murder. If you're if you're pro, if you're hard right, pro choice. I mean, hard left. I'm sorry, pro choice. Uh, you know, and it's not life until it's born, or at least until it's you know in elementary school, whatever you believe is as a Democrat. Uh, then you can't charge them with double murders. It's a single murder in California. And that that got done out, out near San Francisco. Uh, yeah, and folks, that I, that, uh, that I think that leads us right into a column that somebody sent me a copy of. Uh, we're talking about 1978, I think, or nine. My dad was editor and publisher of the Daily Herald at that time and made a trip to Washington, D.C. When he came back, uh, he wrote, he had a column called The Barrister's Bit in the Daily Herald. And in The Barrister's Bit, upon his return from Washington, he wrote, he says, finally, I shall never be too old or cynical to be thrilled to walk up the mall or Pennsylvania Avenue. Washington may be a Neverland place, a place where people have difficulty knowing that we exist out here in the boondocks. But for someone who loves this country, the Capitol, the White House, the Lincoln Memorial, the Washington Monument, all this is like running up a flag and playing the Star Spangled Banner all day long. It has always and has been a spine-tingling experience for me just to be there. Well, sorry, Dad. Times have changed. I am repulsed by Washington. I'm not about to go there. It symbolizes to me everything that's wrong with this country today, and uh, and I don't feel safe there. As Ron points out, it's 95% Democrat. If you get tried by a jury there, they're going to find you guilty, or they're going to find that you wrongfully did something. And believe me, they are hunting people like us like dogs up there. 
Uh, it's not safe. It's not thrilling. I'm not going. Yeah, and the sad thing about their grand juries up there at the federal level is the FBI, when they go in and indict Trump and they go in and indict all, you know, Manafort and Stone and all these people, they do these pre-dawn raids at these 80-year-old men's houses that don't have a criminal record. Uh, they go before Washington, D.C. grand jury, yeah. which is, again, 90 to 95% voted for Hillary and Democrats over the years. And they're they're not objective. These are not a jury of their peers. No. These are a finite group of people who are hard-wing, very politically tense people. I would argue they don't shouldn't be allowed to have a grand jury in Washington, D.C. I mean, unless it's a local murder or whatever. They should, or even Alexandria, anything that close to, to if you indict the opposing party, you need to go to Topeka or, or some, somewhere where you have a balanced grand jury. And as you remember, Del, there was a great saying. There, I, I, there I, would be I, no justice for conservatives in Washington, D.C., not at all. Right. There was a, the famous uh, prosecutor one time told people he could then indict a ham sandwich. They're out to get right? you. Who said it? They're out to get you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a famous prosecutor said, I can indict a ham sandwich, which is a, you know resonated with me over the years. So no doubt about it. The grand jury gets a piece of the information. The other side, the opposing side, does not get to present their evidence. And they can indict whoever they want. They do the same thing in Fulton County. They do the same thing in San Francisco. They do the same thing everywhere else. And, and my view is... And what's even worse, if, if they're conservative, they'll be found guilty. Exactly. Just and because let, they let are. Cities burn. Let, let the city, people vote with their feet. I moved. I left Atlanta, and you know, and the other people leave Atlanta. Now, now, also, you got Warnock, and you know, not, not because I left, but, but like you know, hundred thousand other people like me left, and they moved to Florida. You see, we're in Florida picking up right now with DeSantis or Tennessee to some degree, zero income tax states, and they 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 are left with what they deserve. So I don't want him whimpering and whining. Uh, you know, Atlanta or Georgia whimpering and whining to the federal government. All of a sudden, the crime's high, and you know, their tax base is gone when this happens. It never ha- does happen, Ron. They never, they, they just go, we want more of the same. Uh, send us some money. All right, let's take a break and come back. This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Ram owners know tough, and they know what they want. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us to have a huge inventory. Call or stop by to talk to one of our Jeep or Ram product specialists, and we will help you build your dream ride. You can count on us. Choose a 1500, 2500, or 3500. Pick the power, options, even the color you want. Buy online and save time with our online shopping tool. At Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Let's talk custom design jewelry. Did you know Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia creates custom design jewelry and has been for over 30 years? From one-of-a-kind engagement rings to wedding bands and so much more. We want each piece to be as unique as you are and create a family heirloom for tomorrow. Call today and make an appointment with one of our designers. And just for calling, you will receive a free 30-minute consultation. Tillis Jewelry, creating custom jewelry proudly in Tennessee. 
Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. Have you been injured in a car accident? Are you still in pain? Untreated whiplash injuries to the spine may lead to future conditions, such as neck pain, low back pain, and headaches. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating these conditions before they get worse. Our accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. Kick off the new year with new home upgrades from Hiller. This month, when you buy something you need for your home, we'll give you something you want. For a limited time, when you purchase a new whole home generator, new tankless water heater, or select new HVAC systems, we'll give you a free 55-inch TV, free solo smokeless stove, or a free Nintendo Switch. Pick your prize when you upgrade essential systems for your home. Don't wait. Book online at happyhiller.com today. Call the Happy Face Truck today. I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Tennessee. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. I've got Miles Johnson on the phone. We're going to find out all the hours of operation this holiday weekend and what specials he has. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. So what you got for us this week? This week we have T-bone steaks, $4.99 a pound. Boston butt, $1.79 a pound. Three-pound bag of sweet onions, $2.99 each. And Lay's potato chips, two for five. Wow, that's fantastic. And I know with the holiday weekend, uh, your, your hours, I'm sure, will be altered a little bit. I actually Actually, our hours are the exact same, New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Oh, okay. So, oh, you are going to be open the whole weekend. That is fantastic. So, folks can come in and get all those great specials. Well, Miles, on behalf of myself and Kennedy Broadcasting, we want to wish you and all the great folks at Foodland a very happy New Year. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. That was Miles Johnson from Foodland. Check them out. You can go in. They have a circular at the door. T-Bones. Wow. That's a great deal on T-Bones. Thank you. We'll talk next week. Bye-bye. All righty. Welcome back. Three dudes with a view. First uh, broadcast of 2023. My name is Del Kennedy. I am dude number three. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. I was out till four o'clock in the morning retrieving a child from the airport after a visit to the grandparents. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York, is in transit from Louisiana, where he spent the holidays with family and friends. Um, regular special guest dude, Ron Hart. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you as well. All right. And usually on the boards, but this morning joining us, Coach Mike Lyle. How are you? 
Doing great. How's everybody doing this morning? We're doing okay. Uh, Ron, let's see. I'm just looking around at some of the things that I flag uh, to sort of look at. Uh, and a, an appeals court. This is what shocks me, though. An appeals court, uh, a federal appeals court, found that a MAGA hat was an expression of free speech and the person could wear it uh, and not be penalized for it. I mean, it just amazes me that this even went to a court of appeals. I mean, How do you get there? Yeah, where, where did it lose? Where'd they lose? They lose or win at the lower level? Lost the lower level appeal in the appeals court. Um, uh, the appeals court uh, said no. Who was you know, pushing it? This That's is the free- most telling thing. Who was pushing the case? Was it like some city like San Fran or uh, Atlanta? Let's see. I think it was a school system. Let me see if I can click on the right Good Lord. here. School system is supposed to be a bastion of free speech. Uh, Washington, middle, Washington State middle school teacher. Yeah, very liberal Democrat state. Mm-hmm. So a MAGA hat's a trigger. Yeah. Yep. America great again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's just, it's bizarre. Let's see another column here about how uh, the very center of the Democratic Party has become anti Semitic. Uh, and it's written by a Democrat. Uh, just the, the, the entire party hates Israel and, and, uh, and hates. Uh, hates Jews these days, and that's just yeah, that's, that's what they're strong, all about. Yeah. I mean, you know, seventy five percent of Jews are Democrats. I worked at Goldman Sachs, and and you know, you know, uh, got to know their politics a lot. Most Northeastern Jews are Democrats. They're they're kind of like you look around between Schiff and Nadler, and the, you know, it's very heavily Democrats are in power pretty much across the board. So for the core of the Democrat Party to turn on them is an interesting dynamic. I always wonder why Jews weren't more Republican because they tend to be pro-business. Why do they stay in the Democratic Party? These people I've asked put them in- my Jewish friends there after a couple of drinks, and they basically tell you that their mother, uh, their mother, they dominate the political aspect. The father usually works, has a business, kind of gets it a little bit, but they 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 have some sort of allegiance or alliance with the civil rights movement. They think that any moment we're all going to put on sheets and come after them. And, uh, and there's just still this Nazi, uh, you know, Holocaust mindset. And they said, well, you know, Hitler was right wing. Hitler was not right wing. He was a socialist. He was the National Socialist Party, the Nazi Party. He, he, had, he had socialized medicine. He had the Volkswagen, the people's wagon. He did everything from the left uh, socialist point of view. So to, to say that, that Hitler was a Nazi and, and, and Mussolini a fascist, well, fascist was a, was a basically got rid of guns, Second Amendment, got the, stifled freedom of the press, all the things. So this, this, this narrative that's gone through colleges that has allowed people to, to think that, that, that Hitler was a Nazi, was a right winger, was just the opposite was true. Nationalist Socialist Party was the, the Nazi party, socialist. And again, free health care. The People's Wagon, very big highway project, big government, obviously, no guns, you know, took people's guns away. And so anyway, so so I think the Jewish community is starting to figure that out. There's a there's a rising anti Semitism within the within the Democrat Party. It started with Obama and uh and with Israel. And somehow they got Trump painted as a some sort of anti Semite, the guy who moved the embassy uh back to Israel, who also son in law Jared Kushner's Jewish, he has three Jewish grandkids. I mean, how in the world is he an anti Semite? I, yeah, I agree, Ron. And I, um, I'm just looking at this article, and they're talking about, um, well, it's just on and on and on about how, you know, 
the various anti-Israel, anti-Jewish stances the Democratic Party's taken, infamously the the Boston Mapping Project, where they, uh, I'm not sure who started it, but they went about trying to map where Jewish people live. Now, what other reason? Yeah. Well, they always talk about the South, right, being racist and terrible human beings. There's no more racial divide in segregation than Boston. <laughs> the Irish live in some area. The Italians live in, certain, Italians live in some area. Uh, Jews live in certain areas. And, it, it, you know, the, it, I, if you think about Atlanta, I can't tell you where the Jews live. They live everywhere. You know, I can't tell you where the Italians live in Atlanta. They live. In, so the South is not national. Can, can you tell me in Nashville where the Jews live? You know, you know, but they think of it that way up there. The clubs are segregated. The, the, the country clubs will be an Irish, Italian, you know, uh, country clubs based off of your ethnicity. Uh, the, the Jewish Quaker Ridge is a Jewish club up in New York. I mean, there's certain Jewish clubs that are almost all Jewish. That's their right to do it that way. But don't come looking at the South as if we're some sort of racial. You know, you're deflecting your own racism on the South. We're, we're really not that way. Yeah, I mean, I mean when my daughter lived in Chicago, talk about talk about segregation. Uh, good Lord, I was I was Polish. shocked. Yeah, the Polish live in certain part of town. The African Americans live in South Chicago. It's it's just very segregated that way. So, and then they deflected somehow in the South that we're some sort of you know racial uh, tinderbox down here, and it really is them that's doing this up there. Look at look at Minneapolis and, and the Muslim uh, area. The you know they have up there that, that where all these riots happen. Ferguson, Missouri. Outside of St. Louis, I mean, it's it's all you know. So it's really not that way in the South the way they they portray it. It's just a way they can just deflect from their own issues. Yeah, and my daughter was eighty years of Democrat rule in these cities. It hasn't made it better. Yeah, you're right. My daughter uh, was at school in Ann Arbor, uh, Michigan, for a period of time too. And to go visit her, you you flew into Detroit. Well, uh, flying into Detroit, flying over Detroit, which is what eighty ninety percent black. Uh, it looked like, uh, literally looked like those old photographs of bombed out Germany in World War II. I mean, you know, just from the air. And so you land there, and almost everybody who works at the airport wasn't all, all is black. It is a one-hour drive to Ann Arbor. I went to Ann Arbor and stayed there three days. Going to it was it was uh, my daughter's graduation, and from uh, graduate school and. In those three days, and I'm talking about students, faculty, staff, and just people on the street, people out and about, I saw one black person in three days. Yeah, and those cities are, tend to be very liberal, too. They almost throw gas on the fire of wokeism and, and, and feed the you know, cycle of poverty in and, and, and the city. They're, they're not helping. They're not, they're, they're not sitting there as independent thinkers at the university and saying, okay, this hasn't worked for 80 years. They, they just basically validate the, the, the Democrat solutions, which are, have not worked over 80 years. You look where crime's bad, look where taxes are high, look where uh, things are bad. They're always in Democrat cities. That's just undeniable. The, the education system's worse. The scoring on test scores are worse. The, the 70% of African-Americans are born without a father uh, in, in, the ha- in the house. Mr. York took issue with that, but I think they looked it up again. It's 72% of all African-Americans are born without yeah, a kind of wedlock. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a systemic problem. It's not going to get better. You talked about the transgender person earlier saying they had you know issues. I mean, it, it all traces back to that. 
And, and who has their fingerprints over, over the perpetual excuses given these people for not being responsible? It's the teachers' unions. It's the left-wing people who tell them they're victims. And somehow they're victims of, of 1863 or what's the other, 1812? 16, 19, something. Who knows? Yeah, you go back and find some victimhood in the 1700s or the, or the, or the, or the early 1800s, mid-1800s. Sorry, if you're alive and speaking to me today, A, you were never a slave, and B, you're, you were never a slaveholder. Ninety-five percent of people weren't, weren't families weren't slaveholders, so you can't. You yeah, can't even. I, nobody alive today has got. You know, slavery was over two hundred years ago. You know, it's right. Nobody alive people, today has got people anything who to do believe with it. that government's the answer. That they, you know, if you think about what government, the Democrat Party says they should provide, they provide your house, provide your education, they want to provide your free lunch, food. Well, how, and how different is that than slavery? That's what the slave masters did. Essentially, is. they provide you food and education and yeah, health care right. and all these things they said they provided you. That's no different than slavery. So I was African American. I would not want the government providing me things. This is the same government that did the Tuskegee Project, you know, CDC, which ended in 1972 under Nixon. They were doing these, and that's probably to your point in the first part of the show about the COVID shots. Reading the African American community is probably more jealous. I mean, not jealous or, or, or dubious or, or suspicious of the governments because the Tuskegee pro- Project and the shots they, they put things in their body and maybe to their detriment, but you can see why they are. There's a great stand-up routine. I encourage people to look at it. Staring it live, David Chappelle, right after the anti-Semitic uh, rantings of Kanye West, had a beautiful and eloquent uh, stand-up at the opening of Staring It Live where he basically said, white people are just now coming around to what blacks have known for years. Don't trust the FBI. We've been on that. <laughs> he goes into talk about Martin Luther King, you know, them going after them. Don't trust the government. We've been on that. <laughs> so he yes. went through this whole thing. The about- FBI has been exposed as utterly corrupt, and I don't it, – it goes all – and I'm not going to say that standard disclaimer. Well, it's just no. at the top. No, it's no, the I'm whole sorry, damn Chappelle, organization. Chappelle does a stand-up routine, not Kanye. I'm sorry. He talks about Kanye. There sorry, we go. Right. All right, Ron, we're signing out of here. We will Everybody. see you next week. Happy New Year. Google Chappelle, stand up live, say it live. It's a really good stand up. It's where it's where humor is supposed to be. All right, folks. Happy New Year.